the counteroffensive is a go. We're going to talk all about it this week on Shonen and Suds. How are you, bud? How are you oh. feeling this week? Are you feeling better? I am feeling better, Chris. I'm still... Uh, I, I still gotta, like, clear my throat every now and again, but for the most part, uh, the the cold, whatever, allergies, cold weather, nonsense, it's it's starting to subside. Don't gotta blow my nose every 20 seconds anymore. So. Good. It was it was the double pack of ramen that really uh, really set you on the path for success. Oh yeah, that, those, those those were just two of several packs of ramen I've had this week. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, when the when the weather gets cold, there's nothing better than ramen. Uh, it's just yeah, just I'm a easy, big soup guy. Easy to make, yeah. E- easy to make. It's quick. It's it's hot. It's great. Mmm, <laughs> soup. <laughs> exactly, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're back with another episode of Shonen and Suds. Of course, Chris, this is episode number 124. Mmm, uh, we're almost there. That's almost 125. That's a good even number. Well, it's an <laughs> odd number, but it's a good even number of episodes. You you, you can quarters, man. I'm, I'm a big quarters guy. Yeah, yeah, nothing wrong with <laughs> being a quarters guy. <laughs> um, yeah, man, more, more full Malak, Miss Brotherhood, of course. God, more fucking perfect anime, man. This, this... This group of thirteen episodes is some of my favorite in the uh, in the entire series. We yeah. get to see you know, we get to see a lot of my girl, my my boys finally back. So yeah, and he's back, back. He he's not just doing a, passing a note to Ed in, in this. Oh yeah, he's, he's throwing he's, hands. <laughs> that's right. He is beating ass, and I love to see it. And also getting his ass beat too. So it's a. Uh, it's it's the best of both worlds, but of course, obviously, if you haven't seen this, this is your spoiler warning. And again, the intro's coming in hot. I'm your host, Chris Adams, and I'm Cody Snodgrass. And yeah, well, this is uh, so Cody, this is uh, the next to last part because next week is going to be the the end. We're we're covering the last twelve episodes next week, and then we're done with Brotherhood. Yep. Yeah, we will be done with Brotherhood, and then and then it's all downhill from there, Chris. And- yeah, it We're sure is. Oh. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, today we we're gonna to fucking just slam like launch pad McQuack into the new year. <laughs> exactly. Um but oh, yeah, today we're covering episode forty through episode fifty two. Yeah. 52, right? Okay. Yeah, so basically the 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 kind of the history of father and Hohenheim all the way up to the um Trying to think, I'm trying to remember. I literally just watched it this morning. It was the um, promised day, or yeah, like we're we're coming up, like we we are there, we are at the promised day, and uh, the all the pieces are in place. The the counter the the counter offensive from Mustang, all the planning. Oh yeah, and I'm really really excited. I almost kept watching again because the next episode is really good because. Uh, we're going to get some comeuppance. Uh, Mustang is finally face-to-face with Envy. Um, and, um, oh, man. I just, I love when Mustang gets, like, fucking pissed. And in 53, he is pissed. Yeah, was, I, uh, the, oh, yeah it was man. tough because, I mean, Mustang's about to lay waste to a bunch of these useless fucking zombie things. Um, which yeah. Which I totally like, forgot existed. And then, <laughs> and then when I, I I was watching, you know, after the episode fifty two, I was watching the preview for the next episode, and I was like, 
Well, this is why I don't remember these fucking stupid zombie homunculi things, because Mustang's just going to torch all these guys. Um, <laughs> and they're just going to melt. He's just going to nuke them all. I love it. <laughs> yeah, 53 is probably one of the best episodes in the series. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, we are, we are coming down the home stretch. We are coming in strong. But before we get to that, Cody, we you know, lighter news this week, obviously. Um not really much, not much. I mean, the only thing, the big thing here, I mean, obviously, you know, we're, we're big card gamers here on Shonen and Suds. So there's that new card game that was announced by Bandai. I don't think it has any sort of U.S. I mean, the, the information is very scarce anyway, but it's this big crossover anime card game with all of our favorites, man. It's got, you know, Hunter Hunter. Bleach, My Hero Academia, uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, fucking Demon Slayer. Um, so was it Code Gas? 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 Guys? Code Gas? How do you pronounce that? Gas? Yeah, code, sure. Code Gas is fine. Code Gas. <laughs> code Gas. Fucking Gas. But uh, that's really cool. I probably won't play it. Like I'm my my card game plate is pretty full between Final Fantasy, the My Hero Academia universes, and Dragon Ball Super. Um, so I'll, unless it's like mechanically cool, like I'm not going to be going crazy to play it, but it's cool. I'm all, I'm all for anime properties, getting card games. They're just, it's just the perfect marriage. Yeah. Now, is this going to be like, it's not going to be like a box set where you just get like a, or is it like, what am I trying to say? Like, it's going to be like packs and things like that. It's not going to be like Yeah, a yeah, yeah. That's what it looks game, like. Right? Yeah, like a deck building game, something like that. Yeah, like a living card game. This should be a normal trading card. It's called a trade. It's a trading card game. So it should be, you know, boxes, packs. It was the first, the first wave of starter decks, booster packs, and card sleeves are going to be for Jujutsu Kaisen, Hunter Hunter, and Code Geass. Code Geass? <laughs> yeah, co- Code Geass. Yeah, Code Gas. <laughs> You'll get it. Yeah, that's it. that's basically the first. Uh, that's the first wave. Um, which I mean, none of those I mean, Well, Hunter Hunter is pretty um pretty okay, but um, when I say pretty okay, that's I like that better than the other two. Yeah, I definitely. Um, I think if there's some Hunter Hunter stuff, I might look into it. But mm, like you said, our card I'm, game plates are pretty full at the moment. Yeah. So. Yeah, if there's cool like promos or like cool foiling, I might like grab a card just to like have and like you know display. But you know, yeah, get yourself a little topping about... card or something. Yeah, absolutely, just something fun. Yeah, something fun to use in another card game. Yeah, you absolutely you hit the nail right on the head. Well, Chris, but uh, also we got some a little bit bigger news. I just stumbled across this. Uh, oh, and... hot across the desk, huh? Yeah, and it's in, in regards to Makoto Shinkai's new film, uh, Suzume, which obviously we've talked Ooh. about how it's been crushing the box office over in Japan. Uh, uh-huh. We do have the the release date for, you know, outside oh, of Oh, baby. Of Asia. Uh, it all begins April 12th, if you live in Malta or France. Uh, <laughs> and okay. April 13th is for Australia, Brazil, Germany, Mexico, and New Zealand. And then okay. last but certainly not least, Chris... April 14th is Austria, Belgium, Canada, Gibraltar, Ireland, Luxembourg, the United Kingdom, and the United States. April cool. 14th. So, so that'll be the weekend. Uh, I guess whatever that week, we're going to cover that movie because I'm going to go to the theaters and watch it. Absolutely, yeah. So April 14th, 2023. Uh, you know, we still got a good four months away, but... Sorry, <sighs> Fucking we, see you there. At least we got a, a release date that we can... You know, put a pin in the calendar and something, right. to, something to look forward to. I, 
I mean, it's been a minute since I got to see an anime in, in theaters. I think it was Dragon Ball was the last one, obviously. Yeah, that was the last one I saw as well. Yeah. So I'm here for it. Absolutely. Um, yeah, outside of that, um, we also, Chris, we had another new trailer for the Seven Deadly Sins Grudge of Edinburgh Part <laughs> There's a new Why would you remind me? Yeah. Uh, there's a new trailer that, like, the... Tristan Meliotis and Elizabeth sitting at dinner. I had, I skimmed through this one, but there was no fight, so I didn't really care. Um, but I've seen the preview on Netflix today because my buddy was like, "Yo, did you see the new animation style for this?" And I was like, "Oh, oh it sucks! <laughs> like it has to be awful." But it, <laughs> it, it just does that weird like two D, three D CGI, and I... sometimes it's it okay. Just doesn't look good. Yeah, like sometimes it's okay. Like. The Dragon Ball movie, like mm-hmm. that, I could stand, but I wasn't like thrilled about it. Um, mm-hmm. I just want my anime to be animation. I don't anime. I don't want three. I, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't need three D animation. If I want three D animation, I'll go watch a Pixar film. Or a, but I'll say this: Dragon Ball Superhero looked a lot fucking better than this shit yeah. <laughs> by a by a country mile. And I think it it also doesn't help that we also like just are over this show. Like, like I don't care about the four kingdoms or whatever that the next sequel is. I don't care about the Grudge of Edinburgh. Like, I... dude, and it's one of those things that like I've never seen a show just get so progressively worse. Yeah, it's. I mean, it, it's it's not good. It's just not good. Um, not in the slightest. And you know, there's some fanboys out there of that show, and if that's the case, you know, this just might not be the cast for you. <laughs> yeah. But, you know... It's my favorite. Yeah, I, I just... Like you said, the show just gets progressively worse and worse, and it's like... I, I feel like we had a, an, an okay ending. Like, we got to the end of Seven Deadly Sins. Um, mm-hmm. Spoiler alert, just for a brief minute. Uh, if you haven't seen the end of Seven Deadly Sins, fast forward like one minute. I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> um, but like Meliodas broke the curse and Elizabeth is good. She can die now or she can like be a human or whatever. She doesn't have to repeat the, the cycle, right? Um, yes. And I just feel like it was done. But, you know, that comes out December 20th. Um, we're going to put that somewhere on our um, schedule, but we're probably yeah, going to we're going to delay it as long as we possibly can. Like, <laughs> Uh, just because I don't want to go from the live action Full Metal Alchemist brother or Full Metal Alchemist movies into that, I, I won't have the strength, Cody. Yeah, I, I just, I just simply will not have the strength. Yeah, yeah. We'll, <laughs> we'll need a Miyazaki movie in between each of those, or something. Yeah, we're we're gonna need we're gonna need something good. Like we're gonna need something real fucking good in between. Yeah. Um. Um. Yeah. I mean, that, that's really it. There's that's very, very, very slim pickings right now. Yeah, there was, I mean, it feels like every five minutes we get another, like, visual teaser for Nier Automata's anime, but, like, mm. we're already kind of sold on that one. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's really that's really it, and the other stuff is just nothing that I've, you know, really had a chance to dive into yet, so that's, you know, well, as it comes up and we care about it and it's relevant to what we're doing, we'll uh, we'll talk about it. Absolutely. But yeah, that's pretty much it for the news. Um, yeah, well, look, it. listen, 
before we dive in to Full Metal Alchemist, Cody, I, I can't talk about something this great, stone cold sober. And I know you can't either. So it's time, Cody. I need to know. And the people at home need to know. What you drinking? Shit, what did you do? <laughs> Shotgun over here, Chris, you gotta watch out. Jesus Christ. Oh, oh, what? ooh, I don't know if I like that. I had to grab a swig oh, of no. first, what, Chris, what, my bad. Uh, what'd you get, what'd you get? Well, you know, last week, Chris, I was talking about there's this new pineapple truly lemonade thing. Uh-huh. And I, was uh-huh. Do- I was dogging on mango flavor, right? Um, mm-hmm. Well, then, of course, the only new tall boy I saw in the tall boy section was this sparkling Bud Light Mango Rita. Oh, no. So, and, you know, I, I mentioned last week, I'm not a big mango fan. Mm-hmm. But it's at 8% alcohol. I've had just about every Bud Light, Margarita, Limerita, Strawberita you can have. Um, and I've never had the sparkling mango Rita, because, you know, they, they did the whole line of just regular, like, Limerita, Strawberita, all those. Yeah. But then they did the sparkling ones. Which, you know, it's just a little, mm-hmm. little sparkle. Um yeah, a little, a little seltzery, a little watered down. And then, I mean, it's not bad. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. It's just not my favorite. Well, look, we love seltzers here. So, I mean, look, listen, yeah. we'll always give a seltzer a fair shake. And I'll say it's more margarita tasting, more mango-y than, well, that's like, always good. than like TV static-wise. Um, mm-hmm. Which, I mean, it's not bad, you know. It It, it is what it <laughs> is. I wasn't in the mood for like a beer um, obviously, mm-hmm. like we mentioned, I was a little bit sick last week. I wasn't in the mood for a beer or a seltzer. Um, and this mm-hmm. is kind of like, you know, I, I actually had margaritas last night. Because, you know, oh, of course, <laughs> we get of sick, course. we just keep drinking. You know? Goddamn <laughs> right. We, little hair in the dog yeah. fixes everything. And so uh, I, with the margarita, I was going to go with a Mountain Dew hard soda, but they only had the watermelon flavor in Tall Boy. So I was like, eh, oh. eh you know. It's good, but it's not like the best of the, of the it's pack. Not, it's, it's not Baja Blast, you know. It is not. Yeah. Not even fucking close. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm doing a Mango Rita Sparkling Margarita. I believe this is Bud Light. This? Let me double check. It's Miller Light, you fucking oh phony, you traitor. Fucking, I would freak out. Nope, I see St. Louis on the tag already. Yep. Okay. We are safe. But yeah, 8% alcohol. Um, I don't know if we got the stats. Probably don't even put the calories on this thing. It's probably just... <laughs> it's like 800 calories, dog. Oh, yeah. Like 292 calories there. Oh, is. baby. It is winter coat season. That's Pretty for sure. Carbohydrates. We are packing mm-hmm. on, boys. Staying <laughs> warm for the winter, Chris. It's a it's a rainy, sloppy, wet day outside. And it's just cold and just shitty weather all the way around. Um, Absolutely. That's why we're inside recording Shonen and Suds, though. But that's what I'm having, Chris. What about you? What do you do? Well, let me let me crack this old boy here. It's a bottle, so I don't know if it'll. Oh, I heard oh. That. that. That made there it. we go. That made it to the recording for sure. I heard a little. Hmm. <laughs> there we go. Well, we've got ourselves. You know, it's cold outside, but I'm always living the summertime dream. I've got a Kona Brewing, which don't let the name for you. It's it's about as Hawaiian as I am. Um, it's their long board lager. So it's, you know, nice little, I mean, it's, it's a lager, right? So it's your sh- typical German style lager. Mm. Oh, that's, oh, Cody, that's refreshing. Mm. 
Paradise is just one sip away. It is liquid aloha is what it says on the bottle. Um, now, you said, what's the, what's the, it's Kona what? Kona, uh, Kona is the name of the brewery. Kona Brewing Company. Longboard is the name of the lager. Longboard. Okay, now Kona makes big wave, right? Yes, they do. They sure do. That's their pale. That's their gold nail. I think I've had a big wave before. Um, mm. Longboard cool. is fucking delicious. Um, Cody, it's I mean, it's effectively if you've had any lager, you've ever had a Budweiser, but better. You've ever had a Spaten, or if you've ever had a, I don't know, any literally any Bavarian style lager, then you've had Longboard, but. Cody, this 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 label with the surfboards in the sand, a couple people, you know, catching some waves, hanging ten, some would say, forty years ago. Um, uh, <laughs> this is good. This is really fucking delicious. Ride a wave of crisp refreshment that's as smooth as a surf break at iconic Waikiki Beach. So chill, you'll want to come back again and again. I'll fucking drink to that. And they're telling a story on the side of that bottle. <laughs> they are, mm, man. It's appealing to the but, uh, eyes and the taste, you know. It's uh, awesome. That's right. This is the this is the perfect uh, drink for right now because much like how it is in your neck of the woods, Cody, it is sloppy, slushy, gloomy, gross. Just not. Uh, I mean, I love wintertime, but I like it. If we're gonna get some some sort of precipitation, I'd rather it just be snow. Just cut out the slush in the rain. Just give us snow or keep it dry, one or the other. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, it's just a it's just a shitty day where we're at. Where we're... <laughs> but, well, that's know, all right. Well, yeah. it's not a shitty day here at Shonen and Suds, but yeah. it's a shitty day for some of the characters that we uh, that we uh, you know that are involved in this particular crop. And Cody, I'm I'm fucking ready. Are you ready to dive in? Because I am ready. Yeah, it's like the old PlayStation ads. You are not ready. I am. I'm ready. Yeah, Chris, I am absolutely ready. Obviously, we left off with um. See, we left off with Olivier getting called back to Central. That's right. The summons from Fury. That motherfucker's name is King. His first name is King. <laughs> by the way, that's how you know he, he he's running shit, Chris. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, not Bradley King. His name is King Bradley. By the way, absolutely. Mm. And he has he has recalled Olivier back to Central. He has sent his troops mm. out to Central or to uh to Briggs. Excuse me. Yep, and Chris, he is, he, he he's he's on her case about the, the death of General Raven or the disappearance of yeah. General Raven, and, and I love how just how quick witted she is, right? She she realized, you know, Bradley sees through, you know, the whole thing. He knows he knows she killed her, and he's just like, or she killed him, and he's she's just like, he's got a big fucking mouth. I killed him because he's talking all kinds of shit about, you know. Just telling anybody he comes across about fucking immortal soldiers. Like, I, I love how she just turns it around on him. And he's like, he just, you know, I'm here to take his spot because I'll shut the fuck up, you know? Yeah. And like, Bradley's pretty surprised by her, her honesty, honestly. And he's like, yeah. Well, all right. <laughs> he's like, yeah. we're going to have somebody keep an eye on you, but. He, he's almost like kind of pleased with her. Like, all right, well, yeah. He's like, you're 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 kind of oozy there, young lady. Welcome <laughs> to welcome to the bloodline. <laughs> exactly. All the wrestling fans get that. That's one. right. Um, meanwhile, uh, we get a lot of note passing in this section, Chris. Um, 
Yeah, like, yeah. like a bunch of like a bunch of high school kids in the eighties, man. Uh, yeah, Do well. you like me? Yes, no, circle one. Are you a homunculus? Yes, <laughs> no, circle one. Exactly. Yeah, there is a lot of note passing. Um, really, just from over these next thirteen episodes. Um, and this, we start off. Hawkeye gets a coded message to Mustang. Mustang mm-hmm. finds out that Salim is a homunculus. Obviously, that pride. Um, yep. And then, and that's really the main thing in this episode, at least the the, the current thing, because what we get for the rest of it, because what we get is we kind of get the rest of the backstory on Hohenheim and father, for that matter. Um, We find out that Hohenheim was a slave, slave number 23, slave 23, Air Jordan, baby. (laughs) Um, And... That we come across, and this takes us back to the, the fall of Xerxes, basically. Um, excuse me, Cody. That was that was that was the buildup. The big beer, but um, <laughs> yeah. And um, well, he comes across. I want to say he's um, he hears a voice, and that's what wakes him up. And it's uh, it's coming from inside of this flask. It looks like a little fucking koosh ball, if you remember those things. Um, inside of the uh, inside of a flask, and they just kind of talk like it has um. You know, it just has a really good conversation with him, and turns out this thing is basically father. Yeah, it is the the first real homunculus. Yeah. It was created from his from Hohenheim's blood. It actually gave Hohenheim mm-hmm. his name, um, mm-hmm. or the name of von Hohenheim. Um, yep, it's a more suitable name other than just slave. Right. Um, and then, um, well, and these two have a relationship for, I mean, for years, right? Like they, um, you know, Hohenheim learns how to, learns how to read, learns how to write, learns how to do arithmetic. Um, and he becomes alchemy, like even. the master. Yeah. And he becomes like the, like the, I guess, whoever his master is, which ultimately, well, I don't want to say the master's old. No, his master is one of the, um, like, yeah. Okay. I was getting confused there for a second, but he basically becomes like a mat, like his master's like main alchemy apprentice. Um, and, uh, this is where you start getting some little things like where, you know, the, the homunculus is very, you know, I don't want to say confused, but doesn't really like the idea of like human nature breeding, tribalism um you know um and he's just kind of disdainful and just doesn't really care for how you know like that's like the cycle of human behavior right yeah he almost like not looks down at it but he almost like he like, definitely disreg- sticks his nose up like, at just it. like disregards it and like he's like why would some like, mm-hmm. why would people live like this and stuff like that um but he's clearly i mean up to no good chris and Mm-hmm. We, we we get introduced to the to the king of Xerxes, who is a he's an old boy. He and basically, mm-hmm. the homunculus is promising that he can make the king of Xerxes immortal. Um, and Chris, yep, and this oh, it gives us basically what I was going to say. This whole this whole scene code it gives us you know kind of what we're looking what we're what we're in for uh, for the quote unquote promised day that's coming up. Um, basically tells the king to make this gigantic transmutation circle. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see like the bitches and yeah, the backdrop in Xerxes is also I think it's from the first or the second intro. Um, mm-hmm. It's like that very familiar like fancy doorway, almost the same one that we see later on 
at the third yep. laboratory. Um, and, you know, it gets this giant transmutation circle, has Hohenheim stand mm-hmm. in the center of the circle, and we have, you know, all kinds of other, you know, like, just various people in the room as well. I would guess, like, the King's Men and all that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And Hohenheim's doing the thing that he thinks is going to make the king, like, this immortal and, you know, do, he thinks it's, he's doing the right thing. Um, turns out, mm-hmm. um, the homunculus uses, like, the king and the whole country, basically, to become a giant, a, a, one big sacrifice. And, you know, it, it, shit hits the fan very quickly. And when Hohenheim comes to, like, realize what's going on, everybody in Xerxes has been dead and sacrificed. Except for him yep. and the homunculus, who has now created um, basically a body in you know, his likeness, almost like a doppelganger, which is why we see mm-hmm. in present day we see Hohenheim and, of course, Father, which it now calls itself. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, that is how Father came to be. Um, and basically, he repaid Hohenheim by giving him, you know, by gave him a name. He taught him how to fucking read and write. And uh, also, you can live forever. You are tr- your body is truly immortal. Yep. <clears throat> there you go. Well, that brings and they go do that brings us back to present day, where um, where Hohenheim actually runs into some old friends here. Our, our, our man Curtis and our, our old teacher, Miss uh, Miss Azumi, a housewife. <laughs> Goddamn housewife! Oh, she's the best. Yeah. Oh, she's fun. And, uh, and of course, Azumi, you know, every scene she's in, she's got to hit her throwing up blood moment. Uh, or, you know, it's comic relief, but it's her poor health. Um, oh, yeah. And what does Hohenheim do, Chris? He just sticks his hand straight into her torso. Like, oh, yeah. Rearranges get, her get organs like real that. quick. Yeah, yeah. Man, which you think it's like, why, it's like, why is he doing that? Oh, yeah, he's actually helping her and she feels so it's like Cody it's like having to take a really big dump after eating a lot of cheese and you just can't get it out but then you get it out and you're like oh my god that was perfect and you feel great you're ready for more cheese well Chris when Sig looked over and he saw this he was not pleased with it um, oh he was not and he, he gave they were ready to fucking throw down they gave Hohenheim the old overhand right and shot him across that's right across the scene that's right <laughs> The old fucking Superman punch. But then Nazumi, of course, is like, wait, he rearranged my organs, and now it's... <laughs> I'll bet he did. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I'm rearranging them guts! <laughs> Must have lost the longboard speaking there, boys. Uh, exactly, yeah. Um, but yeah, she's now she's... Her organs are working somewhat properly, at least. Um, yeah. Better than before. And... You know, he, he explains that he is a, a philosopher stone, mm-hmm. like just in a human form. So, yep. We now yeah, know. So he, he is. is mm hmm. Yep. And let's think that's going to come into that's going to come into play later, um, which kind of takes us into our next episode here, Cody, because now we're we're catching back up with the gang who was up north. Uh, you know, the the groups. Uh, you know, Scar, Winry, Yoki, Marco, and the um. Uh, Zampano and um, whatever his fucking name is, Jersey, Jersey, I think Jer- Jerso and Zampano. We're gonna Jerso, Jerso, yeah, yeah. And you got. I'm trying mm. to remember where it starts off here because everybody's kind of spread out a little bit. 
Um, yeah, but they're still because they're still going because that group is still going through the mines, um, and you know Yoki's actually super useful down here because like they come across some like supplies and like some dynamite, but Yoki's like yeah you know that's probably not any good, um, and then we cut back to Briggs, um, and I want to say this is the point where like they're they're now ready to go ahead and deal with Kimberly like Miles. Miles is gathering the troops to deal with Kimberly, and um, I want to say Ed's kind of against it because he doesn't want to kill Kimberly. He doesn't want to kill anybody. Obviously. Yeah. Um, but in the process of them kind of confronting Kimberly, um, you know, mm-hmm. big, he he sees like the snipers up in the tower, and this fight starts to break out. Yep. Um, yeah, Kimberly knew what he knew the score. He knew what was going to happen. Yeah. Um, Ed is also like. I can't remember. Kimberly does something to like, you know, cause the snow to kick up, and that's when Ed gets attacked by two more uh, chimeras, uh, Darius yeah. and Eichel. Um Yeah, which th- these I like these guys. These guys stick around for quite some time, and uh, they're they're really solid characters. I want to say one's, I believe it's a lion and a gorilla. Yeah, is what they're. Yep, and Ed lovingly calls um not because uh, Eichel is the um the, the lion. lion. Yeah. And he, he constantly just calls the other guy just gorilla. So. Yep. <clears throat> um, but yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean, that's... He fights okay. with them, and then um, there's actually some more dynamite where they're fighting at. Yep. And Ed uses... Yeah. I don't know. I, I guess it's the ammonia that's in it. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know the chemical makeup of dynamite, I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's like, was it nitroglycerin, nit- nitro-something... I think I, I glycol, nitroglycol. I don't know. I'm I I am also not an expert in chemistry or dynamite. I slept through chemistry, my guy. I didn't um, even take it, so you know I'm I'm right there yeah. with you. Uh, <laughs> but he I might as well have not. He hits them with some kind of chemical. The ammonia causes throws mm-hmm. off their sense of smell. Um, it, it actually knocks the philosopher stone out of Kimberly's hand, and they're fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, turns out Kimberly's got another one. Um. He's got another one. Basically, yeah. he's just keeping it like in his mouth, and you know he attacks, yeah, and this... causes this big, gigantic explosion, oh, and... which almost kills fucking Heinkel and Darius. And so Ed, yeah. that changes, yeah, and that changes their demeanor very quick. They're just kind of like, "Well, fuck that guy." Yeah, we get because uh, we oh, get yeah. Ed's in a bad way. Well, I was gonna say because Ed's in a bad way here after that explosion clears, but while that's happening. They find Al. Al uh, when I say they, I mean like Winry and that group find Al basically just kind of out in the snow with fucking fucking legs up in the air, buried in the snow. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot to mention that. What's yeah. hap- and what's happening with Ed starts to impact Alphonse because uh, Ed's been fucking run through by some kind of like pipe or some kind of fucking concrete post. He is. He's 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 been run through, Cody. Yeah, and the effects of that, like, he's, I mean, he lost a ton of blood. He's on the verge of death, and that's mm-hmm. affecting Alphonse. Uh, Al's, yep. like, falling in and out of consciousness. Um, mm-hmm. And then eventually, Ed, he, like, uses his alchemy to lift, like, the debris that's on, covering the chimeras up, and basically asks them, like, guys, I need your help, basically. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. he, he rescues them, and they rescue him in return. <clears throat> 
and I do because I do like there's like well fucking Kimberly just tried to kill us so fuck that guy we're gonna we'll help yeah we kind of recruit two more chimeras to the group you know we got um God, I'm gonna yeah we've got the, the Zapdos the whole fucking Zapdos and Fetchity you know <laughs> they're all, they've all got Pokemon names is what they are it's Zampano and Gerso Zampano and Gerso yeah and now we, Zapdos and then we have now recruited um. Darius and Heichel. God, those names are really hard to remember. Um, Whatever, yeah. dude. We got the one that spits, the one that has quills, the lion, and the gorilla. Exactly. Yes. Um, but and so the, and that kind of takes us into our next episode as they carry them off. Yeah, uh, they do. One small note that matters is they find the philosopher's stone that Ed knocked out of Kimberly's hand. Yeah. Um, and then they take Ed to the doctor. I believe that's in like the post-credit scene. Um, <clears throat> Now, that fucking doctor. But yeah, as you were saying, into the next episode we go. Yeah, this is really cool because they. Uh, this is where they start. Um, because this is we catch back up with Yoka, Yoki, and Winry, and that whole group, and they're trying to now like figure out the the scars, um, bro- scars brothers alchemy notes, and uh, I want to say that they just can't quite figure it out, but like May, like just kind of breaks the book apart, and starts to figure out like, like the things kind of overlap each other yeah, she, and she compares it to because they mm-hmm. have Alphonse dis- dismantled by the group to try and figure out yeah or to carry him because he was too heavy when he was passing out but mm-hmm. he's, he's reawakened after Ed's um closed his wound up and now he's with the doctor getting better so Al's obviously getting better as well um but yeah she's like wait putting the pieces back together as they're putting the pieces back together for Al she rips. Yep. The, she rips the book apart, basically, and lets. Lay and Marco's like, "What are you talking about? What are you doing?" <laughs> yeah, and they start matching up, like, because I remember there was different phrases that the. I, I think it was this immortality. Is immortality is the big one that keeps um. Yeah, immortality and like May gold, really zeroes in one. like gold, mm-hmm. like other words for gold and shit like that. And she starts mm-hmm. laying the pages out, and and she yep. breaks out the the old chalk and draws draws the circle, and it's this big transmutation circle. Um, yep, and it's actually Yoki who fucking like while they're while they're drawing stuff like Yoki like sneezes and some of the pages flip over and that's when they realize well let's fucking let's assemble it and flip the whole goddamn thing over. Yep, and then she draws another transmutation yep. circle and this one is like a it's like a reverse circle or yeah, so it's, it's like, like a, a reverse like a Shingy's reverse. Uh-huh. And, you know we we didn't pass chemistry class we when we were doing transmutation circles. Hey, look, man. Sure. <laughs> the Shingy's reverse circle. That sounds like some of that. Sounds like a way Honenheim Maria uh, rearranges your guts with the old. I think that's in the Kama Sutra somewhere, right? The Shangy Shangy's reverse transmutation circle. That'll get them going. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, buddy. Um. <laughs> yeah. That that's going on. Um. Uh, meanwhile, okay. well, back, back with well, Kimberly. Kimberly catches up with uh, he catches up with Pride right here, um, and basically he tells uh, he tells Kimberly that um, oh well, it's time to go ahead and carve that crest of blood in the north now, like where it's go ahead. And uh, we don't really get a uh, this. I don't really want to say that this is a fight because it's the uh, was it the Drogon army? I think is what it is. The, like yeah, the Drachman in the north. Like yeah, the Drachman, Drachman army. Yeah. Thank you. Yep, and we come back to that here in a second. Um, 
but we uh, we actually do catch up with uh, with an old friend in the town of Lior. Uh, our old gal Rose um, is kind of like you know she was she's like running like the like the kitchen. She's doing a lot of like work, and the the people are trying to rebuild the town after everything that it um went uh went on. And uh, we she's uh, she's uh well he comes crawling up begging for food. Fucking Hohenheim. Um, and he had saying he had come to visit the church of Lido and, uh, well, basically Hohenheim just comes in and just starts helping. Yeah. He, 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 Mr. Fix it shows up over here. Um, I'll try fucking Bob the builder, baby. Yeah. Just, you know, he bandages his kids just to fix up random towns, you know? That's how I look, man. That's that's what it is. Fucking extreme a... home makeover Leora edition. Yeah. He's living a strange life, but, um, He's asking about this church of Lido, and he finds this underground passage under there. Um, yeah, it's because of the uh, it's because of like the water or something like um, like the, like the water's toxic in certain areas. Of, I think it's like specifically around the church and near the church. Um, I guess because the water is toxic, the water is toxic there to keep people from going there. Yeah, and of course he he stumbles across these tunnels, and these aren't no ordinary tunnels, Chris. These are the tunnels that Sloth has been digging, which Sloth has now finished. Absolutely. This the the I guess it's technically a transmutation circle, but obviously in the form of tunnels. Um, mm-hmm. And so you know, Hohenheim goes down and investigates, and of course you know he's down there in the shadows. He's got a light, and he is attacked by Pride. Um, yes, he is, and uh, I I love this little scene because like hohenheim like he just he just kind of has stuff happening everywhere like his alchemy is like kind of instantaneous doesn't even like the ground he steps on can fucking you know yeah he he knows what's up he is (laughs) yeah he can transmute kind of anything anywhere anytime yeah and eventually he manages to escape um pride's like limit like i guess pride has to stay Within that circle, he has a is what it is. Yeah, he has like a he has like a containment like area that he has to stay in. Like he has a very limited range, and and Hohenheim figures that out when he kind of dives into this little tunnel to get away from him. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and he, he compares Pride to obviously the the homunculus and the flask because yep, I mean he was made from that essentially. Um. Yeah, I want. I think Pride. Obviously, he has to operate when there's light, and he can use the shadows. But I think he also has to stay within that like giant uh-huh. transmutation circle of a mistress. Um, uh-huh. He manages to get away from that, uh, and then we we switch gears back over to Briggs, and we see Kimberly. He's conspiring with the Drachman military to attack Briggs. Uh-huh. Um, and so, because he, he, I think he mentions that um, Olivier Armstrong is gone now, or something. He, you know, he. He bribes him into attacking. Um, yep, and he's like, "Well, I've got people on the inside that are gonna, you know, that are gonna betray them right when the offensive starts. So it's fine. Like you're gonna attack them from the outside. I got my men inside. We're good. We've got this." Um, and that's where this episode ends. But Cody, like you said, this this particular section had a lot of little after credit scenes, um, and we have a scene here where old uh, where old Zampano. I keep wanting to call him fucking Zapdos, dude. I fucking hate Pokemon, so I, I don't know why I keep wanting to call him that. Um, but you see, like, a moment where, like, Zampano's on the phone, like, saying... He, he calls uh, he calls fucking Bradley, and he's like, hey, I've, you know, I've got Dr. Marco. 
but it's uh you know we actually get to see uh envy envy is back in the saddle and uh envy is absolutely ready to come to the north and find dr marco because he's still pissed about marco escaping so many episodes ago at this point right yeah and then kind of going into the next episode um the briggs fortress absolutely mops the floor oh my god dude they just fucking explode like pimples dude they're just just cannon fire mortar fire like it's not cody it's not even fight yeah and of course that gets the blood for this blood crest um yeah, but I think the general at the le- the dra- the the Drachman general at the very end realizes that oh shit, like kind of like that. Kimberly never never had men on the inside. Well, like, technically he did, but I mean not really. Um, so as but as he realizes and curses Kimberly out, he just fucking explodes, just catches a fucking just a mortar shell right between the fucking ass. <laughs> yep, and then of course Zampano is is. With a disguised envy, of course, and he takes him oh, back I to the gang, this. not realizing that this is it. Um, and of course, envy seeing Marco, he's pissed, and you know, Dude, he, I love this part because I love we finally get to see Marco like use his alchemy here, like what he can really fucking do. Yeah, and I'm um, it's pretty much envy versus the whole gang. We have May, uh-huh. um, who's hitting him with like alchemy tap or yeah, alchemy mm-hmm. traps, excuse. Me. Um, yep. And then Envy switches over to his big dinosaur form, and mm-hmm. things are looking a little rough. But then Chris, yeah, like you said, Marco, he's like, he, he's starting to, he's starting to get some balls, right? <laughs> he's been a little oh, puss this whole show. You know, he's sad about what he did, but he doesn't want to do anything to fix it. And now he's like, all right, it's time for me to quit holding back. Yep. And I do love that, like. <sighs> Zampano was he was he was definitely doing the double swerve here, and like he he came back with envy, and, and he was just like, oh, "This is a drifter I met." Envy's like, "Just shut up, you're a terrible actor." Um, and as envy starts to you know, Zampano walks back over to the group, and you know, basically just hold he again pulled the double swerve, and he's like, "How is that for terrible acting?" And I love like the little fucking alchemy minefield that envy got stuck in before he fucking hulked out. Just such a such a good scene. I'm glad they just. I'm glad they they beat the shit out of Envy here. Yeah, it's definitely it's one of many awesome fight scenes that take place. Um, mm-hmm. Marco destroys the Philosopher's Stone inside of Envy, which reduces him to his his real form, which is this little like parasite worm looking thing. And I love that. Like he's just cursing them out. Like as he's as Envy's like dying effectively he's like how can i be beaten by you and fucking chimeras and you like like still talking shit on the way out and uh it was so great just absolutely great just a probably one of the better fight scenes on the back half there's, well there's a lot of great fight scenes uh, on the back half this was such an awesome moment yeah and then um you know they put him <laughs> put throw him in a jar and scar gives it to may He's like, look, man. Well, before that, well, they they, they they take him back to where everybody where everybody is, and he like latches himself yeah. onto Yoki. Good comedic moment here. Like he latches himself onto Yoki, and he's like, "Well, I control his body now." And everybody's like, "He's not our friend. What the fuck are you? We don't care." Feel free. And we're like, well, "Yeah, well, <laughs> if we have to kill you, we're, we'll kill him." And Yoki's like, "What are you doing?" And, and, he, and he's just so pissed for like the next couple episodes. 
But uh, yeah. Then after that, after they real, after they kind of, you know, Marco uses the. You know, I mean, he, Marco's in a bad way. He's pretty. He's pretty beat up from using his alchemy like that. And you know, he kind of put the last of his strength into that bluff where you know they had no intention on letting Yoki die. Though maybe if push came to the shove, maybe they they might have. But uh, that's when they trap uh, Envy in the jar, and this group's getting ready to disband. Actually, yeah, everybody's going to go their separate ways. Not that they haven't been, you know, divvied up a million times over these last couple episodes. Um, yeah, Scar does actually. T- he actually kind of forces May to go back to Shing. Is like, take this thing with you. This will be, pre- you know, you've got a clan war that you need to fight, and this show this to your emperor. This thing's immortal. This is, you know, figure this out. Go, fucking go. Yeah, and so she takes uh, Envy in the jar. Um, mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Marco and Scar. Can't, I'm trying to remember where they're going. They're going to. They, I think, don't they head east? I want to say they're. Are going, they head? I think they're going to remember. the village. What is that village called? Kama. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Starts with a K. I'm trying to remember the name of it. It's yeah. like a fallen Come, 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 It's not that. It's not that. It's something like that. Kamana, Kamala, something like that. Camino. I don't know. It's Star Wars. It's they're <laughs> going to a village. Is where they're going. Yeah. Um. Well, Star was going to go by himself, but he's like, "Well, Marco, I need you to come with me," and because his whole shtick is, you know, I'm, I am going. You know, he remembers like Miles. And he's like, well, you know, I want to change this country, and you're going to help me do it. I'm talking specifically to Marco. So they go their own way, and everybody else, um, Al's like, well, I'm going to go to Lior, um, thinking to basically destroy the tunnel that, because they, they, they know at this point that this, this, this tunnel under the ground is a giant transmutation circle. So like, well, let's go here and destroy the tunnel. Um, so, and they, that's where, that way they can set up the reverse transmutation circle. Yeah, and he goes with Zampano. He goes with the two chimeras they're with. I want to say Winry mm-hmm. is there as well. I don't remember. Yeah, it's basically, the basically the rest of them. Yeah, Yoki's there. Yeah, Yoki. Yoki, Winry, the two uh, chimeras, and um, uh, Alphonse. Yep. And then, mm-hmm. now meanwhile, Chris, back in Dublith, uh, we see Beto. Uh, yeah, the, the the lone survivor of King Bradley's fucking just murder rampage in the sewers of all of Breed's homies. Yeah, and I honestly had forgotten about him. Um, but mm-hmm. he, he's he's spying on the military. The military is searching for Azumi. Um, yeah, they're constantly like coming to their like meet their meet. Um, well, it's either their meat shop or their home. It's probably both. Um, looking for them, and they're on vacation. You know, apparently. Right. So, yeah. And of course, Vito's like, well, if he hides under their car and like follow, just follows the car back to try and he, he's looking for greed, right? Yeah, because they got to report to Bradley. He hears the middle of the troops say they're reporting to Bradley. And of course, that sends a fucking shiver up his spine. And then we get the flashback of King Bradley just obliterating <laughs> the rest of the group. And Vito's like, well, I'll go there. And he's a. Uh, because he's also looking for, he's like, well, that's the one that killed Greed, so he's going to go to Central and find Greed. Yeah, and meanwhile, back at Central, Chris, we have Olivier, and she is brought up to yes. speed. <laughs> he's brought up to speed that the, the men of Briggs have won their, their fight with the, the Drachman. Drachman? Mm-hmm. The Drachman military. Um, <clears throat> and we, have, we meet a new random mustache officer guy. 
who pretends to be important for a minute. Um, and he takes her... You know, we've heard about this Im- immortal army and all this stuff that Raven was talking about. Well, this is random-ass General Gardner, which, by the way, we've now got our first like face-to-face interaction with Alex Louise Armstrong and Olivia Armstrong. And she treats him like shit. Just absolutely just dogs his ass. Yeah, calls him a coward. Pretty much every... every... <laughs> Every mm-hmm. turn, she's calling him a coward, or you know, <laughs> he's not a big fan. Does not even consider him her, her brother, really. Oh my god! If she can call him a pussy, or yeah, that's all. That's all she's doing. And she's like, "Oh, those are awfully big muscles for a pussy." <laughs> exactly. Um, but this this officer guy takes her down to the the incubation facility, which Chris. Yeah. Honestly, when we watched the live action movie, I totally forgot that these were actually in. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be honest, and it's the same like zombie humanoid, gummy homunculi yeah, the, the, things, little one-eyed zombies. But you know they look way better animated than they do in the live action. And they, I mean, they're basically immortal. Yep. Where in the live action, it, yep. a, but this uh, this interaction, firing squad. But yeah, absolutely. And this interaction going down the stairs, where you kind of get a little bit of insight into like the military. Because as uh, General Gardner is taking her down there, he asks her, like, what are the three, um, like, basically the three rules of being a state alchemist? Like, you know, basically, you know, obeying the military, like, that's that's rule number one. Number two is you can't create gold unless it's to prevent, like, basically an economic disaster. And then three is you can't create humans. And they start talking about that. And really, when they finally get in there and you see this fucking just like like a fucking meat locker, dude, just all these upside down hams just hanging and just just curing. Um, he's like, well, the main reason you can't create humans is so no one else can create an army. Yep. So, yep, yep, yep. which is a great way for that part to end. But this episode doesn't end quite yet, Cody. Uh, Alphonse and the gang uh, has arrived at uh, Lior and uh, recognizes Rose. Which is kind of cool when they start talking about Ed and, you know, you know, Rose is like, well, yeah, Ed now, you know, they, they, they showed me the way they, you know, they told me, you know, they showed me that Father Cronello was a hack and he was just using alchemy and it wasn't miracles. And, you know, Winry's getting all bubbly, just thinking about Ed and, um, as, um, as while they're talking, fucking old Hohenheim shows up and, uh, he's done like washing dishes and we have a nice little like quick moment where him and Al see each other and it's like, okay. Well, that's where, that's where this episode's going to end. Yeah. And, and you know, going into the next one, we kind of pick up there. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. the town really welcomes them in. Uh, obviously, because, you know, Al fixed the one mm-hmm. guy's radio, and obviously, like, they, they pretty no, much they, helped. They stopped all the save, bullshit. Yeah, yeah out, outside of the shit that the Central Forces were doing, because they, they fucked some more shit up. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know... They're kind of taking in the chimeras to kind of help out, and you know, they start mm-hmm. helping out the town of Lior. But obviously, we have some we have some business to attend to with um, Owenheim and Alphonse. But... And we get our little fan service moment with old Winry taking a bath here at Roses. Oh yeah, yeah. So you got got to have your fan service. Just a just a smidge of fan service. They had to get that. Um, oh, oh, of course, of course. But while they're all down at Lior, Chris, we we shift gears back to. Um, Back to where are they at? I guess they're up north still. They're not in Briggs though. But it's, it's mm-hmm. we meet Darius again, the the gorilla guy. 
<laughs> yeah, they're they're at some little some little village up north. Um, because I want to say he doesn't because Heichel at this point is that when he goes to the bank to with Ed's pocket watch to get some cash money from his research account. Yeah, that it was Darius, but Heichel stays behind okay. to watch Ed. Yeah, they they he takes the pocket watch, goes to the bank, makes a withdrawal from Ed's mm-hmm. research account, and the military they're mm-hmm. they're already kind of sketchy about it. They inform. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess Central Command or whoever they needed to inform, and mm-hmm. turns out, like I said, Ed's been being treated by this doctor kind of under the table. They pay him. Um, we finally get to see Ed for the first time in like two episodes. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he's alive and kicking, getting mad and getting called short and all this stuff. Um, and uh, yep. eventually they get attacked by by the military, but before we get to that, Chris, we shift gears back to Hohenheim and Alphonse, and it's time for uh, Hohenheim. Yeah, to we're, we're going to bring the him up to speed. Yeah, yeah, like about everything, and Al takes it like a champ. Yeah, he tells, like, tells him what he is, um, his involvement, mm-hmm. who father is, um, mm-hmm. and this upcoming promise um, day, of course. Yeah, and Al just Al believes him. Al's like, okay. Yeah, it's it's kind of hard for Al to. Taken, obviously, it's he believes it, but it's mm-hmm. just, you know it's crazy shit's about to happen uh, on this on this yeah. promised day. Obviously, we have this giant transmutation circle, blood mm-hmm. blood crest, whatever. I mean, a lot of crazy shit happening. Um, uh, and then and also too. Oh, go ahead. Well, one thing we forgot to mention too. Um, we we kind of see. I can't remember if this this episode or next. We uh. We just saw Beto. Well, we're not going to see him much longer, Cody, because um, when he see when he sees all of the mannequin soldiers uh, down there in the basement, he runs off and he's you know trying to find greed. And well, he runs into greed, but greed does not remember who he is. Yeah, that was the old greed, Chris. I'm the new greed. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, greed ends up killing him. Um, but that triggers like something inside of him. Yeah, and it pisses off Ling, who's like still like mm-hmm. conscious inside of Greed. It's it's a weird like, almost. It's a weird like symbiotic. Yeah, it's it's like a it's like a two, not two faced. What am I trying to think of? Like an alternate ego almost, but they're like <laughs> both inside of the same person. Um, mm-hmm. And so their consciences kind of clash. Um, and then Greed start. We start to see some memories. Where Greed remembers his time in Dublith with his Chimera friends and yeah. all that stuff. With his property, quote unquote. Yeah, which ends up, you know, in the post credit scene, Chris, it causes him to go to Fear King Bradley's house because he remembers Bradley's the one that killed all of his friends. Oh, yeah. And so he attacks. And, atta- uh, and he attacks. He interrupts Chris. family time. Yeah, he interrupts the, the tea party that they're having with Liam and, all, and Mama Dukes. Um, mm hmm. It is a pretty cool fight. It's it's a short one, um, but Greed's yeah. kind of holding his own against Bradley here. Um, yeah, I, I think this Greed with uh, with Ling is a much better uh, much better combatant than pre than previous iterations. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I, I think he realizes that he's not going to be able to defeat Bradley here, so he jumps no. out the window, gets away. Um, and let's see here, Chris. Oh, then we get the uh, we get the the Armstrong family reunion here. Uh, <laughs> I fucking love this part, Cody. I was gonna say we meet like, a bunch of. I can't tell you how much I love 
what's happening here because <laughs> they're fighting over because I, I love I love Papa Armstrong by the way. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's but, my favorite because because they're basically fighting for well because Papa Armstrong gives Alex but he's like hey he's the heir to the family he's gonna get the mansion and <laughs> Olivia's like how about fuck that. <laughs> and challenges Alex to a duel and while um because basically urging father father to you know you probably should just take a vacation leave the country which really at the end of the day she's like you need to get the fuck out like uh, you know in reality she's like you need to leave before shit goes down is really what she's doing and um but she's she's gonna go toe to toe with Alex here and uh Cody just mops, just fucking gives him a handle ass whooping up and down the hallways of this mansion. Oh, my bad. I was muted. I saw my audio wasn't popping up. Like, what's <laughs> happening? I guess it got caught on my hoodie string. Oh, um, what's happening is Olivia is beating the fuck out of Alex in this mansion. Yeah, if, if anybody wondered who was the stronger of the two, it is a one-sided... Uh, <laughs> Uh, oh my gosh, she beats his ass. He's like, no! She's like dragging him up the fucking stairs and like back inside. She ain't done with you yet. It's so great. Yeah, and so she she basically beats the brakes off him, wins the uh, the quote-unquote succession to the household. Uh, but like you, like you mentioned, Chris, the, the main reason mm-hmm. for this is, was to get the family out of town, out of Dodge. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, we actually catch back up with May here. Um, she's close to, she's, I guess, at like a, a town that's like near the desert. And she's ready to go, you know, trying to get back to Shane. But like the people in the village are like, hey, you're going across the desert. You should, why don't you rest first? Hey, everybody, give her, let's give her some supplies. She's got a long way to go. And, you know, like all of this kindness, even like Envy's like, but like at this point, Envy's like, okay, well, wait a minute. You should go back to Central. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, you, you know, all these people are so kind. Let's, you know, maybe, maybe you should help them. You know, you know, let's, uh, you know, why I can't believe you shouldn't abandon these amazing people to die. Like they're so nice and kind. So, you know, she decides to, she actually just kind of leaves. She's like, thank you for everything, which she hasn't gotten anything yet. And she's ready to haul ass to central for some unfinished business. Yeah. Okay. And of course, this whole time Envy's like, well, I'm just, I'm gonna get a new philosopher stone. I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna kill all of you. Yeah, he. It, this is all part of Envy's plan. Um, uh, uh, meanwhile, uh, Ed, Darius, and Heinkel, after being attacked by the soldiers in the last episode, they head off and they escape to. Actually, it's the old house where Gluttony like was swallowing up yeah. everything. Um, yeah, because he thinks, because uh, he thinks like, well, if if, if Alphonse is gonna go anywhere, this is where he would go. Um, well, there is somebody arriving, but it's not who we think it is, uh, Cody. It's not, it's not even who you think it is the second time. It's our old pal Ling, who is now in control of his body, be it temporarily. He is, and he just proceeds to eat all of their, they give them to him, but he eats all of their rations. Yeah. Um, but. And kind of brings Ling up to speed. And as he's doing that, greed, well, greed is fighting for control of that body. And well. Takes takes it back over. Yeah, and then of you know, but Ed and them get brought up to speed on you know father trying to open the gate on the promised day and all this mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, and Ed's like, "Yo, we should become allies." And Greed's, of course, Greed being Greed's like, "No, you can work for me." And Ed's like, "All right, mm-hmm. sure. like 
still going to get everything I want to trying to accomplish anyhow. So whatever, right? Yep. Um, yep. And then Chris, we're so they all on, work. yeah, they, they, <laughs> I do love, I do love here when, uh, Ed's like, I'll work for you. And these guys will too. And they're like, wait, what the fuck? Why are you volunteering us? We don't work for you. So again, more, I love how they just sneak these comedic moments in here and they may, they're just perfect every single time. They, they, all the comedic moments land every single time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but obviously we have an impending like doom on the, on the country of a going on in the background. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And this is where all the notes so we're at to a point now, Cody, where all the pieces are getting ready to get into place and all the note the note passing has gone to it. They're all getting detention for passing these notes. It's uh like everybody's involved. Yeah. Um, I think it's a note from Azumi originally, which is passed from Alphonse yep. to Miles to you know, through to Gene Havoc and Hawkeye and Mustang and uh-huh. Olivier, even Hayate's in on it, dude. Everybody's in on it. Like the whole gang is here uh, in the note passing oh, game. By the way, we forgot to mention something, and it was very minor, and it doesn't really come back up till later. Of all the people, all the Mustangs people who got separated, poor fucking Sergeant Fury is like out there in the trenches under <laughs> constant gunfire. That poor bastard. So like. Yeah, we we only see him once up until a certain point. He's just like under just a hail of gunfire. Um, but uh, they they're all involved in this too. So like, yeah, I just, like, I forgot to mention our old pal Sergeant Fury, who is uh that poor bastard got the worst post out of everybody. Yeah, I talked about the movie Quiet on the Western Front. I think like last week. That, yeah. that's Fury. Fury is he is in the trenches, like you said, Chris, just fighting just, for his life. Un- oh my God! <laughs> Every second of the day. around him, like. It's the best. I mean, not for him. It's clearly the worst for him, but I love it. Um, but anywho, back to present day, the counteroffensive is starting, Cody. The notes are being passed. Everyone's becoming aware of what's going on, and uh, they're, they're preparing. And, Cody, we get a little bit of a uh, – we do kind of get a little bit of a time skip, but before – I want to say before that happens – um. I can't know. That doesn't happen yet. That doesn't happen until we get past this. Uh, not so. It's not so much of a. I mean, it's a time skip, yeah, but we, it's like it goes into the new year. Like yeah, it's we, not like we kind of fast forward to the spring, which we know the promised day is going to be in the spring. We just yeah. fast forward a little bit, and we see mm-hmm. like, the Briggs soldiers actually, like Miles and the boys, are, are carrying these like weird containers, and they're stopping by Risenbull. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what's going on here? And it turns out. Winry's inside of the one container. I think Al's in one of the other ones. Um, but they take because yeah, at this point, all these guys are fugitives, right? And so they take Winry back to her home, um, and she goes up to her room. Chris, we get another like minorly fan service moment. But we we get we get some underboob, and uh, she turns around and fucking oh Edward Andrews just sitting there just crushing a fucking ham and cheese. Dude, I was cracking up. That's, I think that was dying. One of the funniest moments in the show for sure. Um, she, she's obviously yeah. shocked to see them, uh, and it's Ed mm-hmm. and you know the two chimeras with him. And, yep. and yeah, it's just and, uh, oh, and greed, greed, of greed is there too. And I just love how she just fucking just not just just wrenches everybody out of the room. I love it. Yeah. Um, so he kind of brings her up to speed on all this stuff. Um, meanwhile, we have Scar has recruited a bunch of his fallen people from. Want to see it's that mm-hmm. city of Kalama, Kamala. Tanama, Tanama. 
Adama. Is that where he's at? Canamog. I'm trying to remember where him and Mark are at. They're they're off. Yeah, that's where they went. They went. They went. Uh, it's a little like it's like an Ishval in like slum outside of Central, basically where Scar recovered after his fight in the sewer so long ago. Right. Um. <clears throat> and then. Well, that we figured that out. Let's see here. Where's Al at? I'm trying to remember where Al. The... Uh, he he was actually there. He was on a train headed back to um. Uh, he was um heading towards Central. Yeah, and we we he's been having these blackout things. Um, I yeah, say and it's becoming did. more like like it's becoming more frequent. Yeah, and there's a moment and where he's kind of where he's sitting like at a train station or a train stop and just kind of trying to figure um, out what's going on. Like these blackouts keep happening, and then Chris he gets ambushed yeah. by the new tag team champions, Gluttony. Oh fuck. <laughs> oh baby! That's right. My God, that's Gluttony's music. Yeah, Gluttony has traded in lust for pride, um, which might come back to bite him. Um, <laughs> that means two things. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> that's my only. That's my only punny joke for this this episode. <laughs> there you go. You've peaked. You've peaked. One and done. Um, but yeah, obviously Alphonse being no match for them, they kind of take over Al's body. Um, Let's see here. More oh, notes. We also have to mention because we get um. I say we get more note passing out. for sure. <laughs> more note passing, and at this point, Scar and Doctor Marco uh have they are also on their way to uh they're they're they meet them all. They're at um they're in fucking Lior, or are they in Central when they all meet up again. I think they're in Lior still. It might be Lior when they all meet up. I I don't know. I you know I don't have the the map of. <laughs> A mistress in front of me. But. Yeah, yeah, they're still working on Lior, and they're they're just like, well, I wonder. It's like they start just randomly asking, like, uh, where the hell are Scar and Doctor Marco? Where, where are we going to see them again? And they're just like sitting there, fucking <laughs> having coffee. Yeah, just fucking having breakfast or something. <laughs> right. Um, oh look, they're having a Danish. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, Mustang informs Olivier of Salim's true identity and kind of like brings. Her up to speed, you know, he passes her a note through the flowers. Um, and now, Chris, we're on the day before the promised day. So we're on, you know, the Christmas Eve of the promised day here. Oh, we are. <laughs> we are. We are. All, the, all the present <laughs> presents are under the tree. <laughs> Fucking the milk and cookies are out, baby. We're here. <laughs> that is right. Um, and oh, not while this is all going on, we have this the east and the north are meeting up for like a little like. Oh, it's, like, war game. it's like a war shit. game. I don't even really know what they're supposed to be doing. Like, but they're doing some it's military bullshit. game, Olympic game kind of. I don't really know what to call it. Dude, they're just shooting. They're just shooting guns at each other. But That's we, all it is. But yeah, basically, Bradley's there watching over it, and we see um, General. Is it Grumman? Is that his name? Yeah, General Grumman, uh, the old, the old Roy Mustang's chess buddy. Yeah, and so he's representing the East, obviously, and then we have Miles. Um, from the from the North Briggs, and mm-hmm. they're all in on it together. They've all everybody's been gossiping, passing these notes back and forth. And Grumman's like, old hens. Grumman's like, I wish we could just shoot him out of that tower, just take down uh-huh. King Bradley's tower that he's sitting up in up there. Um, but eventually, Bradley is he, he he's on to them, right? And he's like, all right, I'm getting on a train back to Central. He leaves. Uh, oh, it's because it's because old fucking boy comes in, like the intelligence guy comes in, and is like, hey. There's a 
you know, there's a, a coup happening in Central, and what's going to happen is, is Grumman's going to bring his men in under the pretense to squashing the coup, and they're only going to join in. So, like, the intelligence kind of is, like, right on the, it's almost too on the nose. Like, it's like, like, the, I remember watching it the first time, and I was like, they fucking know the whole plan. Who's the mole, right? Um, but that, that, that was kind of the whole idea. And uh, yeah, so there. So Bradley gets on the train, like you said, he is toot tooting on the train. Yeah, gets, and then Chris, they get stopped because there's a herd of sheep at Risen. I believe it's at Risen Bull is where they're at. Um, yeah. It's like the Risen Bull sheep day. Or oh, whatever. the sheep festival, baby! Sheep the, festival. the Risen Bull sheep festival. Hell yeah, dude! Sheep fe- sheep fest fourteen, baby. But then you nineteen fourteen. Yeah, but then you see the the front of the train take off and leave. That's right, old fucking Thomas the Tank just... <laughs> yeah. And then, Chris, we get this big explosion. You know, and then, he, and then you know, what? the search begins for Bradley's body. Um, we know he's not dead, right? Like, everybody knows this, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. But the generals are there. We have, like, Grumman's, like... I think Grumman and Miles, and Grumman's like, I'll, I'll take over the search for this for his body, all this mm-hmm. stuff. Um they're kind of presumed dead. Um, meanwhile, Chris, we got Mustang's gang kind of, you know, they've they've all been passing notes and making phone calls and mm-hmm. dodging Brad. Well, and I love that Mustang here. Well, Mustang goes up to, he goes to the Armstrong estate and uh, makes good on that promise he said when he first encountered uh, General Armstrong saying that he was going to bring her some flowers, which, uh, which in turn had the note about Celine being a homunculus. Um, and She's like, well, okay, you can have the you can have the mansion uh, when I'm dead or something like that, which comes into play later. She's like, he's like, wow, that's a big mansion. You could hide a whole battalion in there. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah, which <laughs> foreshadowing. <laughs> yeah, um, big time. Yeah, we have Hawkeye, uh, Breda, and Fury uh, kind of get reunited oh. in their little secret little hideout thing. Um, oh, Fury is so happy to be away from wherever the fuck it was he was from, by the way. Fighting in the trenches, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I shit on myself for three days straight. <laughs> and then obviously back at Central, um, all of oh. Fury King Bradley's, like, crooked um, higher-ups are, I mean, they're, they're, they're shitting. Yeah, the senior staff is there. Yeah, they are they're panicking, like, Chris. Oh. And Olivia is there, too, and she's like, maybe this is the chance that she can take over. Um, but then, before she can even say a word, Chris... There's a fucking paw right on her shoulder, and it's it is pops. Yeah, father has come up from the <laughs> from the lower decks, if you will. Oh, yeah, And, yes. and he's like, I'll, I, I can watch this. And he's got Sloth with him, and she's like, oh, mm-hmm. let me just, let me just <laughs> sit right where I'm at and fucking... Yeah, I'm good. Let me just chill out for a minute here. Um, exactly. And uh, so that takes us into the next episode here. And I want to say um, Ed Ed has gone over to, because Ed leaves, um, Ed had left Resin Bull to go look for, I want to say he was looking for Al. Um, and I want to say he goes to Kanama. He goes well. to Kanama, yeah. Okay. And that's when, obviously, he also runs into uh, his father, Hohenheim. Um, and just fucking cold cocks him one. Just, just knocks him dead on his ass. Yeah. Give give him the old metal metal arm, not not the not the human mm-hmm. one. Um, and of course, Hohenheim yep. kind of brings him up to speed on the same stuff he told Al about the promise day and yada yada yada. 
And uh-huh. Ed tells him Trissa's dying words, uh, which were... Yeah. I, I, sorry, I couldn't keep my promise or something like that. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, I, I sorry, I can't keep my promise, and I'm going to die first. Yeah, and obviously that that breaks Hohenheim uh-huh. down. Uh, yeah. Uh, you hate to see it. And Ed and, Ed and the, the two chimeras kind of go off, and they're like, why are you so mean to your dad, blah, blah, blah. He's like, I got my reasons, all this stuff. Um, and then eventually, Chris, they run into what they think is Alphonse coming, walking out of the forest, which yeah. is, obviously he's been looking for Al. Um, but Al is... Al's not talking here, Chris. This is Pride controlling him with his little shadow clone yeah, he's stuff. Got the giant shadow inside of Al, just like overflowing. He's got like two eyes in one eye, one eye in the other. It's like this is the equivalent of like three kids in a trench coat. Is kind of what this is. Yep. And then uh, Pride attacks, man. And what an awesome fight here, by the way. Yeah, and it, it's surprise, surprise. Yeah, it's a good fight. Um, eventually, they kind of, you know, they're going back and forth. Pride's kind of getting the upper hand, but then they get rid of the, I don't know if they had, there was, tor- oh, I want to say they shut mm. off the power in the town or something happens. Yeah, to remove the shadow. That's what they figure out. And they, and they, they notice, like, the tendrils coming from his, from, like, his shadow. It's like, well, they're, it's coming from the woods. So that means, that means that Pride's body is right there in those woods. Like, it's not too far from where we're at. Um, and uh, while that's going on, too, I want to say that we get more information about uh, fear. the Fear's body still missing from the wreckage. Um, and that's where you talked about where Grumman's going to go ahead and um, is going to go ahead and kind of take over the search for looking for Bradley's body. Um, and that even though Bradley's missing, his his cabinet, his his senior staff is still functioning and at work um and i think but also too we we get a little uh, i i don't know and i'm still confused by this uh and i don't remember if this is if this was what somebody else what what miles was thinking that grumman was thinking or if grumman was actually like oh this will be great i can you know whatever mustang does grumman can use mustang performing a coup against the military Grumman is like, well, Mustang will take the fall, and then I can become Fuhrer. Yeah, I can't remember. I don't remember if that's what Miles was thinking, or if that's what, what if that's what Miles was thinking. Grumman was thinking, or if that's what Grumman was actually thinking. I think it's. I think it's the former. I think it's what Miles was thinking. Grumman was thinking, but it almost. I I, I trust Grumman right at this point. I, yeah. I have no reason not yeah. to. Um. But I think it's what Miles Miles is just kind of keeping his guard up on mm-hmm. whether or not to trust him. Um, yeah. Meanwhile, back yeah, in, then, uh, back in the scrap, back at the fight, that's right. Back in the squared circle. Yeah. Heinkel being this lion, he uses his like. I, I guess since he's a cat, he can see at night. I would, I would mm-hmm. assume is how that works out. Um, and you know he he's attacking Pride, which is just he's basically attacking Salim Bradley, but. Chris, he is not going down. Like he, even though he can't fight wow. back, really, he's just in a human body, and nothing's killing this kid. Um, yeah, he's a bad motherfucker, and of course, you know, you got Gluttony here too, which is uh, Gluttony's no slouch either. Yeah, he shows up and he attacks. So it's Ed and the boys against Gluttony and Pride. Um, again, you know, titles are on the line here. 
<laughs> but it's okay because because uh, Cody, we get uh, we get quite the run in coming down the home stretch of this uh, of this episode. Yeah, and I know which run in you're talking about because uh, well, yeah. Greed, Greed realizes that he is he's at a disadvantage being in this pitch blackout, and Ling's like, "Hey, mm-hmm. switch places with me. I can detect homunculi." Like, all right, yep. Man. And so Ling starts fighting Gluttony, and Gluttony, Gluttony goes into his big open sideways mouth form. Um, oh, yeah. And shit's looking a little rough for our, our crew here, Chris, and then we see the return of Lanfon. That's right, you hear, you hear the breaking glass. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And, uh, you know, she shows up, Chris, she's got a new auto mail arm with the sweet Oh, she is decked it. out, dude. Yeah, she's got the cool mask back on. She is, and she is, Chris, she's right. kind of going right into this next episode, but she is fucking bloody up. She is beating just taking cheeks. the wood to the wood to that ass is what's happening. Yeah. I love it. I fucking love it. Yeah, and obviously we still have Heinkel fighting with pride. Um, but also, to be fair, at this point, I feel like Gluttony's lost a step. I feel like I feel like we know what he's all about at this point. Yeah. Um, and then I can't remember what causes something causes like. A fire to break out in the area. I can't remember. Oh, what. it's the uh, so so two. So you've got Darius. Uh, he grabs like he's got Celine like by or fucking like pride by like the fucking like mouth in his shoulder. And two random fucking villagers are like, "What is that? It's a monster! It's got a kid!" And then like the, they're they're there with like the lantern, which gives enough shadow. Okay, so that, that's pride's I mean. like, "Well, you're fucked." So he slashes Darius. Shoes the villagers away. They're like, oh, it's two monsters. And they throw the fucking uh the lantern into the bushes and it lights everything on fire. Fucking pride is he is hulking up, dude. He has gotten his second wind. He's about to do the point and go, you brother. That's what it was. Yeah, I was trying to remember where the fire came from. Um uh-huh. and while this fight's going on, Chris, uh we we flash back to Central and Mustang is vid- visiting uh Madame Christmas. Um and she- Yeah, at her bar. Which, yeah, by yeah. the way, is Mustang's foster mother or yeah. stepmother? I can't remember. Foster mother. I believe it's his foster mother. And we've seen her once yeah. before this, I believe. Um, yeah. And he's kind of... During he, his initial intel gathering several episodes ago. Yeah, she's she's gathering the intel for him. And, of course, he informs her, yeah. you know, Lean Bradley is a monkeyless. I feel like we're telling that to fucking everybody on the streets at this point. Um, extra, extra. Read all about it. But, Chris... They're also, they got some spies, or Mustang has spies from Central following him. Um, mm-hmm. and so, a couple of goops in a trench coat. Yeah, Mustang, they got a little escape route to the sewers. Mustang blows up the bar, gets her out of there. Um, you know, just gets her to safety, essentially. Um, but she's, mm-hmm. they've been passing intel back and forth, blah, blah, blah. Um, he then meets up. With Hawkeye, Breda, and Fury at their little secret command center thing, uh, you know everybody's getting brought up to speed on you know, like like you said, they're they're planning to yeah, essentially save the world and take over the country. Um, and while that's you know flashback to the fight scene, um, Pride is like you said he's hulking up. He's got light and shadows and all that stuff again. Oh man! He's in Al's armor, fighting with Edward. Um, until old man Foo shows up, Chris. The whole oh, <laughs> all the fan favorites are showing up. 
God and, damn right. Yeah, he uses like a flash bomb, chucks that up in the air, and that causes the shadows uh, around Pride to break apart. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Darius grabs Al's body, gets him out of there. Um, and then I want to say it's now it's just the, the the gang's all in the same location. Like it's Gluttony and Pride and Ed and Ling and mm-hmm. Lon and all them. Um, and That's our, so our, our our team's actually winning a little bit here, Chris. We got some, you know, mm-hmm. they, they've gotten the upper hand. Obviously, Gluttony's been getting fucked up by Lon, um, but Lon's also struggling because her auto mail's not quite up to quite healed. I would say. Um, yep. And Pride's like. We might actually lose this fight. Kind of looks over at Gluttony like, "Hey, <laughs> I need you, you, bud. You gotta go." And yeah, much to Gluttony's uh, dismay, Pride eats Gluttony. <laughs> gobble, gobble, gobble. <laughs> yeah. A taste of his own medicine. Yeah, definitely. Um, oh, you love it. You love it. That powers him up, uh, and then he gains like Gluttony's sense of smell, I believe. Oh, and he smells, uh, and I'll say, because he fucking realizes that Hohenheim is, like, right over the fucking hilly brush there. He's like, what's that? Who's that over there? Oh, it's fucking Hohenheim. Um, oh, I need I need to talk to that guy. Yeah, and then the post credit scene for this episode um, is uh, Mustang and the crew uh, kidnapping um, Mama Deuce. Yeah, Miss Bradley, yeah, Mama Bradley here. Um, and this is really cool, right? Because, like, I, I love when a lot of this starts to come to a head with uh, with Miss Bradley because I feel so bad for her. She's just kind of caught in the middle of all this. But you know, one of the weird things was early on in one of the early uh, in like one of the early episodes in this crop when Hawkeye is actually making tea for King Bradley, and she's asked, she's talking about stuff, and everything was given to everything he was appointed, everything everything was put in position for King Bradley. Except for his wife. He was the one who got to choose that. Yeah. So there's clearly something there. No, absolutely. Which is relevant. And it, and it sucks for her, right? Um, yeah. Now, eventually, of course, Mustang and his crew get, you know, soldiers all over them. Um, and I want to say he takes her, I, I think they're back in Central, just like in another, like, little area. Um. Yeah, because the order the order becomes to shoot and kill on sight. Everybody need and nobody needs to be alive except for Roy Mustang, and they mean fucking nobody. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And that, that's jumping ahead a little bit, but uh, you know, we we kind of going into the next episode, we cut back into um. You know, the stuff, the fight in the woods with Pride, you know, Pride's just molly whopping motherfuckers, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, he definitely is. He's got Gluttony's new powers. Uh, we also get, I can't remember if it, I think it's in this episode when Hohenheim kind of gets Alphonse to, like, come back to from his. Yes. Whatever Pride had controlling over him. Al kind of mm. gets to come back to. Obviously, he's surprised because last time Al was awake. It was like at that train station after they left Resinbul. And now he wakes up and he's all the way in Panama or whatever that place is called and his dad's there and he's like, wait a minute, what the fuck happened yeah. here? And, like, um, and by the way, he- Heinkel's down for the count. He's not dead, but uh, after the, the stupid villagers damn near ruined everything, <laughs> he uh, 
he, he took a deep gas to the shoulder. Like he, he's out. He's, he's, he's out of the game they, for right they now. They have stretched him to the back, Chris. He is. That's right. He's, he's been carted off the field. Questionable for the second half. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then I can't remember. Is this when like the sun starts to rise? And I, I'm just. Uh, I believe so. Yeah, because this, this, there's a lot. There's a lot of back and forth. Because I'm trying to remember how like because like, Ed and all them leave, I'm and it's to... basically just because well, Al because Al eventually traps Pride inside of this like fucking dirt mound with the help of Hohenheim. Hohenheim's the one that does. Yeah, it. it's Al's idea. He tells Hohenheim. That's what it is. That's what it is. That's right. I, I guess we can just kind of get to the end of that fight. Eventually, Al tells comes up with this plan with Hohenheim. To trap him mm-hmm. and Pride inside of this giant bubble of dirt. There's no shadows, and they're just going to keep him there until the end of the promised day. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. back at Central, uh, Mustangs cornered by the Central guards. His old pals from this fallen war come and save him. Um, and not only that, Chris, we also have the Briggs Fortress soldiers. Mustang hid. Inside of the um, arm, the armstrong estate, fucking buccaneer, baby, Captain Buccaneer with his old fucking chainsaw, yeah, his fucking they, old chompers, yeah, and they're laying waste to the people in Central. Dude, well, it's so funny, right? Because while while Mustang's coup has started, there like n- no casualties. There's not a single casualty, injuries, nothing critical. But the minute the Briggs guys get involved, oh, the fucking death toll starts to skyrocket. The fucking law of the North, baby. Survival of the fittest. They, like, it's so funny. To me, that was just so funny because, like, Mustang is making it, like, his business. Like, they are doing their damnedest to shoot people in the feet, shoot them in the leg, knock them out. Fucking the Briggs soldier just stabbing people in the neck, fucking shooting them in the head. It, It just doesn't matter, dude. Yeah, absolutely. I fucking love it. Oh yeah, definitely. As soon as Buccaneer shows up, he is laying waste. Like, oh, dude, it's just death. It's just death everywhere. I love it. Um, but then Chris, you know, I think we get to the point where Mustangs guys are kind of running low on ammo. They're waiting on the supplies, and oh, the ice cream truck. Our girl Rebecca, our, our the the other person in the chain of the uh of of the notes, because she's the one who basically told Hawkeye to give the note to Havoc, which started off the chain of events. Do you like me? Yes, no, circle one. Yeah. And not only is Rebecca there, Chris, with the supplies, and she's got all kinds of bazookas and guns and ammo and all this shit, but we see another familiar face, Chris. We see Maria Ross, the return. Yes, by God, she's driving the truck. She's driving the truck. I was so happy, Cody. It makes me so happy. I'm glad they brought her back. Yeah, she's she's back, the best. She's back from Xing, uh, and she brought some Xing, Xingyi's like, weapons as well. She um, sure did. And Chris, who's the weapon supplier? It, it's it's Havoc on the other end. Because like, I think yeah, they're, baby. They're like, oh, Havoc you got a phone call store. for you. <laughs> yeah. Like, who do I send the bill I to? He's it. like, start a tab. Send it to the Fuhrer's office. <laughs> <laughs> the office of the Fuhrer. Start a tab. I fucking loved it. I loved it. He hitting them with those sonic electronic ball breakers. I fucking love it. I'm glad to see like Havoc. Like accident aliens. I love it. Havoc is back in the game. And, That's right. Um, Will tear it up, but he is not useless. Everybody's, you know, we're ammoed up. We're, we're, we're ready to uh, really just to start fighting. Um, yeah, dude, that's all it is, dude. Like, it is just fucking, it is just 
Mustangs boys and the Fort Briggs boys against Central Command. It is it is a it is literally a civil war happening right there in Central. Um, meanwhile, on the inside, I want to say this is where we're starting to get um, where you know General Armstrong is still there in the in the room with one of the other random like the other two people left in the fucking uh, in the council. The person who showed. Uh, Grain, uh, Grainier, the one who, or Grainier, whatever his fucking name is, um, who showed, who showed Olivia the 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 mannequins. They're still in there, and uh, Olivia, it's it's time for it's time for her cat to come out of the bag now, because um, she's going to take out these two generals real fucking quick. Well, at least one of them. She shoots them right between the fucking eyeballs. Yeah, and the other one, she like stabs through the forearm. And- Holds him at gunpoint. Oh, yeah. man. He is not there to fuck around at all. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, and while this is all happening, Ed and, Ed and his group are, I guess it was Ed Hohenheim and the two are in one of the chimeras because Heinkel stays behind the Washington Owls. Yep. Well, it, it's the other three. It's the rest of them. It's uh, it's the other three. Oh, that's right. You um, also have Zampano and Gerso are there too. Yeah, the whole the whole gang is there. Star, um, I want to say, uh, I believe is Mark. Yeah, Marco's with them. No, no, Marco is not with them. No, Marco's there. No, right? yeah, Marco is there. It's literally everybody else. I mean, Winry stayed behind in Resinbull. It's Scar, the three Chimeras, Lonfon, and. Greed went off on his own, I believe. Yeah, Greed is yeah, Greed is off on his own currently. Yeah, um, and they're yeah. on their way back to Central, uh, and they go to the third laboratory to get, you know, to the basement, right? Um, now, while this is all happening, Chris, they're like on their way to, like they're they're at the door for the third lab. Um, <clears throat> We see that that general with like the mustache, like the random unnamed general. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, much to the dismay of the the lab guys, he goes down there and Chris he awakens all these humanoid mannequins. Dude, he fucking assaults. flips the switch. He does. He with, flips the switch like yeah. an asshole. Yeah, and so all these humanoid zombie homunculi dummy things come to life, and he's like. They're, they're all saying, Father, and he's like, yes, I am your father. Now listen to me, and before he can even nope. spout some orders, they are gnawing on his flesh. Like, they are like, nah, yep. fuck you, dude. We don't, because, like, like the laboratory guy said, they're not finished yet. Yeah, they need more time to cook. We haven't done the, enough testing. We haven't done this, We have, you know. But, mm-hmm. uh, too bad for you. Uh, and then, because uh, I know when they get down into the, uh, when they get down into the third laboratory basement area, Hohenheim and Lonfon go off in one direction and Ed, basically it tells everybody else to go in another direction. And that brings them to a very familiar place. And Cody, we see the corpse of our boy, the pieces of Barry the Chopper, right where we left him. Pour one out. I'll drink to that, Chris. I'll drink to Barry That's the right. Chopper. Pour one out to be the sea. Rest in peace. Oh, um, man. That's right. You hate to see it. Um, but meanwhile, like you said, they split off in two groups. Oh, and I was like, look, Lanfan, I know you want to go find your boy Ling. Get out of here. Um, yeah. Of course, and, well, she kind of gets stopped in her tracks as she like goes to escape through the ventilation because we hear the, the screams of these artificial mannequin soldier things. And like mm-hmm. I said, they get to that door. The door opens and 
Ed and the boys are just getting attacked by these mannequin soldiers. Um, yep. They are pouring through. They are pouring through. And because uh, so it's all kind of it's all kind of coming together here. So they're getting attacked by these mannequins. I want to say they, they seal off the door, but they're able to somehow they're still able to get out because while that's going on, Cody, you know, Major Armstrong is she's killed the one general shot him between the eyes. She's got the other one. And she is coming face to face with uh, with our old homunculus buddy Sloth. Looks yeah. like we got some unfinished business from Fort Briggs to deal with. Yeah, Sloth has been ordered to to kill her. Um, yep. And then Chris, of course. Meanwhile, back at the um, at the at the dirt bubble that Alan Pride are in, Pride Pride's been beating on like Al's helmet. Dude, like fucking Phil, like Phil Collins, man. <laughs> and for some reason, I don't know why Al doesn't just walk over and like put his head back on. Because like normally he would what? be like, where's my head, brother? Um, mm-hmm. But Pride, of course, Eichel realizes that Pride's been sending Morse code. And before he can even warn him, Chris, oh boy. Hey, once, he, once he realizes it. Yeah, it's too, yeah. too late. Soft J. Kimberly is there and he's fucking. Just cooks. Yeah, he fucks our man Heinkel. Fucks Heinkel up real bad. Fucking breaks a hole in this this dome thing that they're in. And now Pride mm-hmm. is Pride is free, right? Um Pride is free and ready to just beat that ass. And uh he's 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 ready to take Alphonse back to where he needs to take him to. Um back down to father. Put these put these final sacrifices in place. Um but uh, turns out, I want to say where uh, Al has a uh, philosopher stone. Yeah, he's that getting, didn't he get it from? He gets it from from. Michael's uh, actually been holding yeah. it. Yeah, because like yeah. Al manages to escape them by like using alchemy. Is he breaking off his legs? Break off his legs, and then Heinkel's like, "Look, I got the stone. You can use that. You know, you don't got to get your bodies back. You'll just fight back with it." And then Al, this is when we get a good fight, Chris, between Al and these Dude, two. What a- Dude, Al fucking, he just, this is such a good fight because he is not fucking around. Like, this is like, this is peak Alphonse Elric. He is just, dude, dude, like, he, he is holding his own here. Yeah, and when, while, that, but, while that fight's going on, Chris, we, we flash back to May. <clears throat> and so she is now also returned to Central. She's in the sewers. Uh-huh. She's getting attacked by these mannequin soldiers. And, uh, and in the process of her one of, fighting, one of them has the jar in his mouth, and he fucking bites down on the jar, freeing Envy. Cody, Envy is out. Yeah, and then he breaks out the back of it, um, starts to merge with all these dummy zombie things. Ah, it is party time because he get, his, takes like twelve of them. Yeah, it turns into his big form, and then back to his human form, and he is back. Uh, Envy is back in the, in the game. Meanwhile, Olivier is struggling against Sloth, Chris, but then your boy arrives. <laughs> oh baby she is she's like she's like avoiding him like and she's like hiding behind a post and he fucking grabs the post and i just see i see the fist cody cody the, the golden fist just like, like pushes his fucking face in and it is my man who has fucking the heavy ordnance, all the techniques passed down through the Armstrong generation. My man, Alex Louise Armstrong, coming to save his sister. And uh, I, this is, 
I, I, I keep saying all these fights are one of my favorites because they're all so fucking good, especially now that we're coming down the home stretch of the show. That's the thing, and they're all like happening. Like you'll you will watch three minutes of this Alphonse versus Pride and Kimberly, and then we'll they'll switch over to oh Armstrong's against Sloth, and then they'll switch over to then May versus Envy, and it's just like oh, and then the zombies against Ed and Scar and all. And mm-hmm. the, Fucking all the guys, um, and that's pretty much what episode fifty-two is. Is is it is just a giant fight scene. Um, Dude, I love it, and I fucking love it. And obviously, the 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 coup is still going on outside. By the way, yeah. like that's all. Like that's all still happening. And I love like fifty-two. Like I love when. Um, but then we also we the big thing here in fifty-two is we learn something about sloth. Turns out he's also the fastest homunculus um, because he starts fucking darting around the room. This is like the second phase of like a bullshit boss fight in a video game, Cody. Yeah, you're fighting the slowest guy, and then all of a sudden he's... It's like, I know you haven't watched Naruto, but there's a moment where Rock Lee drops his ankle weights. All the way, oh yeah, I've seen the Rock Lee episodes, like the first ones where they're fighting, yeah. Yeah, when they hit the ground, it's like he's got like fucking hundreds of pounds on his ankles, and then he's just zooming. And that's how Sloth yeah. is. Um, and yeah, so Sloth, and, uh, the, the Armstrongs are struggling. Um, I, I guess we should probably talk about these fights like one at a time. That's probably the... Yeah. So we'll we'll start with the Armstrong one for now. Um, oh, baby. They're starting to beat him, and then he you know, he reveals, reveals himself to be the fastest. He starts fucking them up pretty damn bad. Um, but he can't... They notice that he can't control like his movements. Like, he can shoot fast uh, in one area. But then he's it, just a cannonball. Yeah, it, it, his head gets stuck in the wall. And so, mm-hmm. um, Alex ends up hitting him with the fucking, like, giant, like, spike to basically impale dude, him. Right through the fucking face, dude. I love it. Right through the face. And, like, because Olivia, like, she, she fucking falls back, trips over some debris, and is against the wall. And uh, she's about to get just, just smashed. Between sloth and the wall, and that's when Alex Weeds yeah, impales him. Make her, dude. So and like, I love the way it looks. Like his face is all just like, like jaws unhinged. Yeah. Like he is fucked. But of course, then they get the soldiers around them start getting attacked by the mannequins. Uh, the mannequins, and so we kind of put a pin in that for now. Um, and know, Olivia's like. Like, I like how the one troop is like got her at gunpoint and like sees the other troops getting killed by the mannequins and Olivia's like, "What the fuck are you gonna do?" She like grabs his gun and she's like, "Shoot me or fucking help me. What are you gonna do?" And then at that point, fucking sloth is like arm falls off and he starts to like form he's back. He, the, he's 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 oh baby, <laughs> shit. We've wasted too much time. Yeah, and then meanwhile, I think my favorite fight out of all of these is the owl versus. Pride and Kimberly. Um, oh my god, dude! Yeah, he like retraps Pride in like a smaller little fucking container, and then him and Kimberly kind of go at it. Um, and with the help of Heinkel, Heinkel actually ends up getting right oh. in the fucking throat, dude. Yeah. Heinkel gets him right in the throat. Ooh, I loved it. I was so happy to see it. Chris, that's where Marco is. He's not with Scar in them. He stays. Behind. That's right. That's he, right. He's there because he helps Heinkel because he's been. Yeah, that's right. He heals up Heinkel, and then Heinkel manages to bite out like Kimberly's like windpipe. Um and so Kimberly is like down on his last legs. Um and then Yoki, our boy, the fucking <laughs> wingman of the year, shows up in the whip 
uh, that Kimberly Dude, was driving fuck. and picks up the whole gang and gets them out of there. That's, gets them with the old fucking Tokyo Drift pickup. <laughs> I totally forgot. Thank you. I totally forgot they were there because Marco has the Philosopher Stone, and he I want to say he used that to heal up fucking uh to heal up Heichel, and Heichel just fucking rips Kimberly's throat out, and I fucking loved it. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah, because I think when Pride gets the upper hand or Kimberly gets the upper hand. Like Alphonse opens his hands and he's not holding a philosopher's stone, and they're like, "Wait a minute." Yep, Man. that's right. Because he tricks him with the flash bomb, but then he gets trapped, and uh, they go to take the philosopher's stone out, and they see it's not in his hand anymore. Got him with the old, got him with the pie in the windowsill trick, Cody. Classic. Yeah, exactly, and so and then that's how they're able to take out Kimberly, um, and they get away, and they're headed towards Central, and then Pride's looking over Kimberly, who's bleeding out, and he's like, "Oh, oh just." You're going down. You're too. you're a human. You're shit. You're 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 pathetic. And he's like, "Well, I'm gonna eat you." But you'll live. The good news is you'll live on inside of me. You got a philosopher's stone, so everything will be all right. Um, mm-hmm. And then the final fight that we have really going on, Chris, outside of Mustang and the and the boys fighting random soldiers and the Briggs guys just laying waste. Um, we mm-hmm. have Ed, Scar, and the three. Um, Chimera dudes. The chimeras, yeah. And they are, they are up to their fucking ankles in mannequin soldiers. And Dude, they're they're cutting legs off. Like they're doing everything to keep them immobile. But they're getting overwhelmed. Cause like they're they're got one guy's running out of spit. The other guy's running out of quills. <laughs> oh, where does it stop, Cody? They're running. What's going to happen? Who's going to come to the rescue? Chris, that by God, that's Roy Mustang's music. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Must- you see the fucking yeah. Must- the flames just come through. Exactly. Yeah. Mustang and Hawkeye show up, and Chris, we're left off on a cliffhanger. That's where we end at here. Unfortunately. Oh, so much action! So much fucking action! It was so hard not to continue watching after this episode because, like, this dude, whole, I wanted to keep going. Like fifty-one and fifty-two are just fight scenes. Like, dude, it's all gas, all gas, no breaks. The breaks have been cut. From moving forward here on Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Yeah. Um, but of course, Chris... Yoki is behind the wheel and the <laughs> brakes have been cut. I love it. Yeah, I mean, that's that's where we're at, Chris. We got 12 more episodes to go before we wrap this bad boy oh. up. God damn. And it's uh, like, if I haven't mentioned that this is my number one, Cody, it is my number one. Like, this, this show is just too fucking perfect. Yeah, it, it really is just fantastic. Um, it's been so perfect so far and like now like i i love that like all the payoffs are starting to happen all of the all of the scheming all of the politicking oh perfect yeah we got we got the armstrong duo together we got i mean everything's kind of coming to a head here at the at the end Mm -hmm. um and a lot more good fight scenes on the way like they're Oh yeah. This was just the beginning. Um yeah, perfect. I mean, unfortunately, Chris, that that's all we got to cover today. <laughs> God, I was, like, I'm just getting I'm getting I'm getting worked up. We're gonna stop we're ourselves to... from watching episode fifty three because fifty three is dude. one of the best episodes. Oh my god. Probably. Yeah, dude. Because like you get the uh you get the um you know when you watch the preview of the next episode. You know what's up. All all it takes is seeing Envy and Roy Mustang in the same room. To know what's going to happen next. Yeah, shit's shit's going to hit the fan. Um, yeah, that, that yeah. covers. In, this. Envy is so fucked, and he doesn't <laughs> even know it. Yeah, yeah, that is this the next part four of our 
Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood coverage, Chris. We got one more part ah. to go. Uh, obviously, the finale of the of the series. Um, mm -hmm. And then I guess after that, we get the movie. We get the movie, right? Yeah. I'm here for it. I'm oh, here for it. I like movies. There's actually a bright side after this, Chris. I forgot about... Is, oh, it Con is it Conqueror of Shambhala, or is it or is that the original? Well, I know I know Curse of Shambhala is the OG movie. What's the movie for this one called? Isn't it like the Stars of Shambhala, or the Stars in the Sky, or some bullshit? Something like that. I think it has something to do with stars. Called Sacred Star of Milos. That's what it is. Okay, there it is. There it is. I knew it. Okay, had so there is like there there is some. Uh, there is a light at the end of this tunnel, Chris. We get to yeah, there we is. get to finish Full Metal, and then we get to watch Sacred Star of Milos, and then we go to hell and we watch the live action. So, oh, I don't want to. Totally I don't want it, Tony. Well, I, I'm just I'm just happy that I forgot about Sacred Star of Milos because that's actually like a decent. Well, movie. yes, yeah. So, to be told, I've liked both of the anime. Live, the, I almost said live action. I've liked both of the anime. My, uh, my hero, Jesus, for that's, that's the longboard, baby. It's, it's the longboard, Chris. It's getting the Kona longboard or whatever. That's right. I, I, I am fucking. I am just catching waves over here. I'm right there with you, Chris. My my mango margarita sparkling is it's completely empty. Um, oh man, you need to you need to top that off, baby boy. <laughs> that is right. Uh, unfortunately, it's my only one here. But you know, Chris, oh, we, no. that's all we got for Full Metal Alchemist this week. I can't wait to dive back in and watch these final twelve episodes. Dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna grab my newly acquired Olivia Funko Pop, put it on the table, and watch the next twelve episodes. Yeah, I mean, the football game tonight is gonna be complete shit. We got the Raiders going against the Rams. It's just, it's just, it's. Well. It's like a little league game out there. Just kids are just throwing the football off of each other. Like that's right, and they're just getting echo cooler and orange slices at halftime. <laughs> exactly. Oh, um, that's fun. Yeah, that's gonna do it for this episode, guys. Hope you all enjoyed. Hope you guys have been enjoying Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood with us again next week. We are gonna be covering the final twelve episodes, yeah. episode fifty-three through sixty-four. And then after that, we're going it into has the, been a journey. The movie, and then the live actions, and who knows after that? We'll, we'll figure it out after that. It'll be a new year, you know. That's right. New year, new me. That's right. We say it every time, I think. <laughs> uh, we do. We do. And we just keep on drinking. Exactly. Keep on drinking. Um, but yeah, Chris, that's that's all I got this week. Uh, anything else before we close this thing out? No, man. I'm just I'm just ready to dive back in. I just I. They just don't fucking do it like this anymore, man. Like my hero. No, I keep wanting to say my hero because I'm gonna. I'm, I got a new episode of My Hero I need to watch from last week. But, um, yeah, dude, they just don't do it like Full Metal anymore. Like, it's just, it's fucking perfect. Like, if you've never seen it and you're watching it now, I really, really genuinely hope you're enjoying it. Because this is like, this is peak anime. This is peak, peak anime. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Um, with that being said, Chris, I'm I'm going to dive back in probably tonight on episode 53. Same, for sure. same things. Um, so, uh, yeah, I am Cody Snodgrass. And I am Chris Adams. And thank you, thank you, as always, for hanging out with us. We'll see you next time.